You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87 FM. It's time for some real talk. Let's go. Welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show on Beat Break 87 FM. Beat Break Radio FM. My name is Jeff is Moody, Mr. Moody, and I am only here to keep it one way, 100% real, 100% raw, and 100% Jeff. Strap in your seatbelts, get ready for a ride, because you've never heard talk quite like this. The Jeff is Moody Show, Beat Break, 87 FM. Raw door season has begun. has begun. Let's go. Jeff is moody. Jeff is moody. Jeff is moody. Yeah, yep, yep. What up, young Sean? Play that dealer for me, young Sean. Be back for another hot one. I, 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 told, I told you we was gonna we was gonna keep rocking out, young Sean. But you know what? We got a show to put on. We got a production to put on. We are in the entertainment industry. We are in the internet radio business, Young Sean, but today we are operating with a heavy heart. And the show will go on, of course. But we are operating with a little bit of a heavy heart as we think about the family and victims in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio, and all of the victims of senseless gun violence. Play that Dilla, young Sean. See, when you come to work, you got to work. You sing your peace and you sing your blessings and your prayers and then you work. Play that Dilla for me, young Sean, and let's do it how we do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. I see you over there. Thank you. Thank you, sir, ma'am. All of you over on that side. You guys are far too kind. All my people over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and of course, your free BeatBreak 87FM app that you can download from your app store so we can go wherever you go. All of my beautiful Android family, please hit us up at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Check the show or listen to us on TuneIn. Family, contact me on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. Hit DJ Naturel up to salute her for her ATL traffic mix at DJ Naturel. That is on all social media. Naturel with an E, N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Keep that young, keep that Dilla going, young Sean. I almost called him young Dilla. Keep that dealer going, bro. Fam, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jeff, but you can call me Moody. And I will be your pilot for this four-hour flight. Kick back, relax if you can, even if you cannot. I am guaranteeing you that we're about to make these next four hours the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to the Jeff is Moody show while you're on the road. You drivers make the world go round. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. One love to all my family who listen while you are at work or play 
and you are choosing to listen to The Jeff is Moody Show, whether you're in the gym, at the house, wherever you are, if you're listening to this show, I thank you. Thank you. Can y'all hear my bell today? Keep that dealer going, young Sean. Before I get into today's show, on behalf of me and my family, on behalf of the Jeffers Moody Show and the Beat Break 87 FM family, we send our sincere uh, condolences and prayers uh, to the families of the victims of the mass shootings in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Uh, bless you all. Bless the beautiful spirits and souls that were lost in yet another senseless, hateful act of gun violence in America. And these weren't the only shootings within the last couple of days. God bless all the victims. God bless all the families. See, we have, but we, you know, we do a show. It's hard sometimes to come out and I didn't really feel like recording today. But you have to. You know, for some people, this show is how they get by. And even with heavy hearts, we we have jobs to do. So we're going to give you all the fire that we always give you all. And it'll be with a heavy heart, but but it'll be to get you through these hours. And we kind of need this. We need this as therapy. And our way to pay the respects is just to say that you have all our condolences and, and prayers. Uh, while these people, uh, especially in El Paso, when the shooting happened in El Paso, you know, we 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 long have lived in a nation of gun violence, family. And, and um, you know, I'm one of those guys. My heart hurts every time anybody, anybody loses their lives to gun violence. Not just big stories, stories that you don't even hear about. In El Paso, they are suspecting that this is a hate crime. You know, we're going to have to address this at some point in time. Before I get on with the show, I tell y'all, let, let me let me say this real quick. We live in a society now where Mexicans are like, they're, they're close to being public enemy number one because the leader of the free world has vilified them. Mexicans, Muslims, you know the brothers is always on that list. Play that dealer, young Sean. You 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 know what your president was doing while the rest of the country was was watching the El Paso thing, just mourning and, and, and wondering what the hell just happened where at least 20 people lost their lives. Your 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 president first he sent a bogus tweet, which was terrible shooting in El Paso. Uh, reports are very bad, many killed. You know, because this is a guy that doesn't care. He could care less. He's not going to be specific because he could care less. But a few minutes after he did that, you know what he was tweeting about? Less than 15 minutes later, he wrote another message praising UFC star Kobe Covington. Now, Kobe Covington is a UFC fighter, and he's a big-time Trump supporter. He tells Kobe, you know, 15 minutes after the tweet about El Paso, hey, fight hard. You're a real champ, MAGA. You see, MAGA is the mentality that are getting some of these people shot. Then he went on to praise Fox for praising him. Then he went on to uh, accept some praise from some coon pastor, Daryl Scott, 
who praised Trump for the release of a fucking rapper. We don't even know if Trump had anything to do. This is what your president was doing when the rest of the nation was like, my God, what happened in El Paso? And we hope more people, we hope people are all right. He doesn't give a fuck. And it's his rhetoric that is really amping these people up. In fact, early in the day, you know, Trump uh, retweeted a a demon lady named Katie Hopkins. She's a far-right British provocateur, and she's compared migrants to cockroaches. That's who he retweeted early in the day. This man is responsible for lost lives. We'll discuss it at some point in time. Here's what we have for you on today's show. Just ask Jeff and Fan Feedback are in full effect today, family. We have fan feedback for last week's show regarding your favorite TV characters, which a, f- uh, a few of y'all completely said fuck it and disregarded the question and gave answers that had nothing <laughs> to do with what I asked. Uh, I got a response to the gym segment I did last week where I asked why do we love to drag our own down so much. And then there's Lamar. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Lamar put his dating requirements and standards out there for us last week. And either he was trolling y'all to make a point or he was dead ass. In any event, the fam has responded. Kings and queens have responded. Oh, Lamar. I'm going to read Lamar's standards again. Lamar and his standards and the fam feedback to Lamar. Listen, Lamar's getting his own segment today. Sean, I'm going to go over this. uh, I'm going to go over this opening segment. Young Sean, just play that Dilla. It's just one of them days. Lamar's going to get his own uh, 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 segment, y'all. He's getting that today with his high-ass standards. We have gym news, dumb shit news, the world's most trifling people award, and after taking a show off last week, the opposite of trifling is back today. We need some of that feel-good that the opposite of trifling provides. Uh, after I spend an entire segment talking about Lamar and his standards and the replies to his standards, I'm going to tell you some of the silly things that daters do. Because after Lamar and after reading some of the online responses from an FB post, uh, which was, should a woman living with a man ever take the trash out? I realized that happily single and happily married people, they go about life enjoying the view and not looking for reasons to sabotage relationships. But unhappily single and unhappily married people, they go about life being victims of their own miserable selves. And they come up with every reason in the book not to be happy. Right? They they just want to pick, stereotype, and generalize. Because, you know, when you do that, you don't have to blame yourself for your failures. You can blame other people. <laughs> Hello, anybody there? Uh, uh, don't let my truth ruin your day today. You know, for all of you people that are miserable, hopefully me telling my truth won't make you turn the show off. Speaking of FB Post of the Week, we have another one for you today on the last segment. And of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give y'all that what? That's right, fam. Moody Motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. Today, I'm going to talk to you about being a constant work in progress. The name of today's motivation is Assembly Required. Of course, we have another great throwback podcast from Mr. Moody's Neighborhood at around 4 p.m. today and at 5 to 6 p.m. or so. We have the ATL traffic mixed with DJ Naturel. All that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual. So get ready for this four-hour flight because verbal raw dog season 
has officially begun. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. Moody Motivation is up next. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. God bless the families and the victims. We'll be back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And it's time, family, for a little bit of that moody motivation. And today I want to talk to you about assembly required. I want to talk to you about this constant exercise that we need to take up in bettering ourselves by the day. In order for us to be great, in order for us to get where we're going in life, whether it be through 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 uh, physical health, whether it be through uh, uh, business, love, whatever it is, we have to learn to assemble ourselves. We are all works in construction. Until the day you die, you should be a work in construction. There are portions of you that we need to assemble. There are portions of us that we need to disassemble. But in order to build the perfect us, or as perfect as we can be, assembly is required. We're in such a rush to be perfect and have it all, you know, as if we're just born out of the womb, already fully assembled, but we're not. Because in life, you learn to grow and succeed through trial and error, joy and pain, love and hate, teaching, learning. You have to learn work ethic. You have to learn patience. This is us slowly assembling the best us that we can be piece by piece. Sometimes the assembly is easy. Sometimes the assembly is so complex. It's like trying to put together a piece of furniture from Ikea. (laughs) But once you realize that self-assembly is the key, uh, you'll find your joy and accomplishment in putting yourself together bit by bit. I had to learn to assemble and disassemble myself, and I'm still learning because you will always be learning. I'll give y'all one example. My temper used to be world famous. It's a legendary temper. I had to disassemble that. That didn't belong in, in this product here. Because my world famous temper has gotten me in trouble. It's it's alienated people from me. It's gotten people hurt, but it has never done anything to advance me. It has never helped anyone around me. I had to learn to take that apart. That doesn't belong on this machine. Disassembly, reassembly. We have to learn how to control our tempers. We have to learn how to focus. We have to learn our commitment. We have to learn how to care and do for others. Conscience, love. What are you working on today? Huh? You know, somebody is in the gym working on a weight goal. Somebody else is working on a muscle goal. Somebody else is working on a cardio goal. There's a painter, as I'm talking right now, working on a perfect masterpiece. There's someone else right now taking up yoga to get their concentration and to calm their nerves better and to be a more calm person. 
there's someone else reading a book to gain a, a particular kind of knowledge. They may be studying. They may be doing. They may you. The people are assembling themselves as we speak. So for you, how will you assemble yourself? Because to reach the maximum of the best you can be, assembly is required. Every day you need to look in that mirror and you need to say, today I'm working on this. Today I'm going to achieve this. Today this is the part I'm going to add to my person. It's like building something up from the ground. That's what we are. We, we, we go a little bit and we realize we don't need that. We take that off and we put that part on and we take this off and we, we do this here and then we do that there. We'll never be perfect. But we can be the best us that we can be. We can live the best lives we can live. We can do for others. We can make change in the world. We can make change for ourselves. We can be successful. We can be wealthy. We can be happy. We are not, you were not born out of the womb to not succeed. You were not born to be eternally sad and miserable. You just have to learn to assemble yourself. What you working on today, family? What is that part that you need to make you a better you? Think about it. Find it. Utilize it. Family, in order to be the best we can be, assembly is required. Moody Motivation, y'all. We'll be right back with Just Ask Jeff and some fan feedback on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, BeatBreak87 FM. What you working on today? You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back. Hey, hey, young Sean. Yo, you, you know what? We we don't we don't need no we don't need instrumentals in the background when I'm rocking out. That ain't the point, young Sean. You know, sometimes people people assume too much without just asking questions. Yo, let me tell y'all something. Y'all know why I play Dilla every week because he's one of my favorite producers. But Dilla sparks my energy level and he sparks my imagination and creativity. That's what music does for people. See, y'all got to be around when I record. 99% of the time when I record, I'm standing up, bouncing all around. I ain't that sit at the table with a cup of coffee uh, kind of guy. It's not me. I have too much energy for that. And no, I'm not on drugs. I drink a lot of beer. Yo, Sean, play that Dilla. No, we don't need it. That's, that's what we like doing. Let me tell you something real quick before we get into this uh, Just Ask Jeff and Fan Feedback. When I started podcasting about 10 years ago, basically 90-something percent of podcasters was just talking naked. They were just talking over air. And, and that's cool. There's no problem with that. I like that. There are some shows that that is very fitting of. My show is a more energetic, bouncy, move it, push it along kind of show. And I realized after doing a bunch of naked podcasts, I was like, man, you know, the power of music, why do we all have a favorite song? Why do we all have a favorite lyric? Why do we all have a favorite beat? Why when we hear rhythm and music and beats and instrumentation, why do we bob our heads? You ever caught yourself bobbing your head and kind of moving around and didn't even know you were doing it? And I said, what if I bring that to podcasting? 
I don't know if I'm the originator of that. I'm probably not. But I know that I turned it into my podcasts are art form. Young Sean, I'm an artist. I'm not a broadcaster. I'm an artist. Yeah, so 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 that that dealer get up into y'all and y'all get up in y'all, you know? You know what I'm saying? And then it makes the message more effective and you absorb it more. But yeah, if I switch and go naked, y'all, y'all mess with that too. No doubt. That, but but young Sean, it ain't like we need it. Ain't like I can't do a show without Dilla or any other instrumental. But I choose not to. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's get on with Just Ask Jeff and fan feedback. Um, let's start off with a quick Just Ask Jeff. Queen Rissa, what's up, Queen? Love you. Thank you for listening and supporting. Please spread the word. Uh, she said, well, she asked... Do you think that Trump will take credit for ASAP Rocky getting released and allowed to come back to the States while he's awaiting trial? Okay, so I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Rissa, I didn't know that happened. Oh, did I know? I don't recall knowing that. I, before this show is over, I will have found out and researched it and thrown it in the segment. All right, don't worry about it. Um, do you think Trump is going to take credit for ASAP Rocky? Of course he is. Hey, 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 Rissa, listen, the guy took credit for Obama's economy. He's taking so much credit for shit that he didn't do. It's, it's, he has a mental disorder and he's a pathological liar and he's a devil. Uh, of course, of course he is. I don't know why the fuck we care about ASAP Rocky. I don't want to see uh, ASAP Rocky or any man or woman locked up if they're not guilty. But I'm not thinking about no fucking rapper right now, especially one that says basically he don't give a fuck about black issues because he live in Soho in L.A. and he's up in them bitches. Yeah, yeah. You don't care about issues when it affects your people. I don't really care what happens with you. If the man is innocent, um, Rissa, yeah, whatever. But yeah, Trump will take credit for that. Uh, she goes on to say, also, will this be enough for him to pull a few more black voters? Yes, because some motherfuckers are that easy. My fear is that he repeats, but after listening to you last week, it seems like his reelection is imminent. I know you don't talk a lot of politics, but I wish you would. Your perspectives are harsh, but always spot on. And my favorite show is Said It All. Rissa, that's not a TV show. Yo, fam, we're gonna we're gonna get some feedback off of people's favorite TV characters, and y'all gonna realize how many people just did shows like Rissa. <laughs> hey, only because I love you, I, I'm gonna keep set it off. But that's not a goddamn TV show, Rissa. Um, and as for Mr. Lamar and his dating standards, where do I start with this Negro? Now, Rissa, hold up, hold up, Queen, hold on, hold up on Lamar. Lamar has his own segment coming up later on in the show because I can't talk about Lamar and this at the same time. He got to get 10 or 15 minutes for itself. All right, so we're going to read. Now, for those of you that kind of forgot, if you tuned in last week, I read a comment from a young man named Lamar. This is in case you forgot or you missed the intro of today's show. And Lamar basically said he's holding women to just as high of a standard as they hold men. And, um... Yeah, uh, uh, some of you had something to say about that. And they weren't even super harsh. There's only a couple of harsh ones. Um, Some of your respo- your responses are what I would have expected. And some of them made me go home. 
So that's why uh, Queen Rissa Lamar gets his own thing later on in the show, all right? But first, let's get some of the other feedback out of the way. So last week, I gave you all my top 10 characters, TV characters of all time. And I asked you guys to give me three of yours. One, two, three, right? Okay. Callie Bondi said, Cliff Huxtable, Claire Huxtable, Wonder Woman, Girl Power, she could knock niggas out, plus her outfit was bomb. <laughs> That's three people though, right? Laverne and Shirley, ride or die homies. Uh, Callie, that's four. And do y'all know what Callie, y'all know who she mentioned as one of her favorite TV characters? Latka from Taxi. <laughs> Yo, d- does anybody remember Latka from Taxi? Does anybody remember Latka from Taxi? Who thinks of that except for Callie Born D? All right, Callie, you up to four or five people. I asked you clearly for three people. Rollo from Sanford and Son, because she she because he was sexy as fuck, and she wanted to fuck Rollo back in the day. <laughs> Callie Born, that's an amazing list. Latka. Callie, that's also five people and not fucking three people like I asked you. Way to go. uh, Tamala said, Claire Huxtable. The whole cast, A Different World. The Black Cop from the Heat of the Night. Black Cop from the Heat of the Night. And Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island, who she says was the sexiest man alive. He was the original Dosekis man. <laughs> that voice he had, and she got a bunch of water drops. She got a bunch of moisture in there. <laughs> Yo, who's the black cop from the heat of the night? Somebody let me know. Who's that? Who is that? All right. Somebody let me know what that is. I know heat of the night. What was his name? It ain't Tibbs, right? Tibbs? In the heat. Of the night. Yeah, I know that shit. Alright, Tamala. <clears throat> you said Mr. Rourke was the sexiest man alive. Shatima said Latifah from Living Single, Martin, and the Fresh Prince. There you go, Shatima, following instruction. Sam said all five venoms from the five deadly venoms on Saturday morning karate flicks. Yo, fam. Centipede, Scorpio. Uh, Sam, why don't you list them? God damn you. Uh, Centipede, Scorpio, the lizard. Ah, oh. um, now I'm gonna go nuts. Uh, uh, trying to think of these other two. Somebody, young Sean, what the hell you know about the five daily venoms, young Sean? You 15. <laughs> the hell you know about uh, Saturday morning uh, karate flicks in the first, man? Young Sean, play that deal. Centipede, Scorpio, Lizard. I'm going to go crazy now. Okay, now I'm going to go crazy. Uh, L said, The Fonz. Oh. Arthur Fonzarelli. Yo, I kind of forgot about The Fonz. He... Yo, Fonz would have made it on my list, y'all. She got... Yo, L... Is this girl L? I only got... I only know one L from the show. I think it's, I think it's girl L. Uh, L said I can't pick three because I have like 12. 
But besides the Fonz, I'll go with Clark Kent and Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. Starsky could have pulled black chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have. He could have, L. He could have. Defines Clark Kent and Starsky. Uh, she goes on to say the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice when it comes to my beautiful black man, but it just when I think initially of the men I thought were sexy on television, it was Clark, Starsky, and the Fonz. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, I forgot about the Fonz. Uh, Starsky was my nigga, too. Uh, Prez said, Riley from the Boondocks, Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks, and Dave Chappelle. And if you're doing wrestlers, Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, all right. Honorable mention to Monique from the Brandy Show and Bruh Man from the Martin Show, Bruh Man from the Fifth Floor. Okay, so the Monique, didn't Monique have her own show, Prez? Was she on Brandy's show? See, y'all confused. See, I don't fucking watch TV. I didn't watch the Monique show. I like Monique, but I didn't watch that show. You talking about her with Countess Vaughn, right? Was that Brandy's show? I'm all fucked up here, man. All right, Prez. Young Sean, I'm going to do 15 right here. Play Idilla. Area Code uh, 202 just disregarded all instruction and said, now listen, y'all, I clearly asked for your favorite characters, right? Area 202 just said, uh, ER, Sex in the City, Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives, Fred G. G. Sanford, and Aunt Esther from back in the day. (sighs) I love you, 202. Thank you for tuning in. Who's this from? Somebody somebody said LL Cool J times five. (laughs) This might be my wife, anonymously. This might be Mrs. Moody right here. Whatever his fine ass in his fine ass is in is my favorite. Ladies love Cool James. Wasn't L in a show called in Yo, L was in the In the House, right? That was the name of the LL show, if I'm not mistaken. Mrs. Moody, is this you anonymously? It, did, did, did you anonymously uh uh write in to to, to meet Ride L? My wife loved LL, man. She loved her some damn LL. That might be Miss Moody right there. Listen, um, big up to everybody who showed love on that one, fam. And we got some names I straight forgot about. Fred Sanford, Grady. Yo, somebody said George Jefferson, Florence, and Wheezy. How did I forget the Jeff? Was the Jeffersons on my list, fam? Somebody else said 18. Florida Evans, J.J. Evans, James Evans, the White Shadow. Oh, my God. We got, oh, no, I'm going to say this one. We got to do this again, y'all, because I'm running out of time. So This nigga here put the Roadrunner and Daffy Duck because Daffy Duck could survive shots to the beak. Kill yourself. Dumbass. <laughs> Stupid ass. Fam, we're going to have to do a round two of this shit, and I'm going to switch it up on y'all a little something, something, something. So last week I did a segment called Jim Vent, and I asked why do my people seem to just lust for their own kind's failure and demise, and why do we hate people like Tyler Perry and Kevin Hart and et cetera, et cetera. Um, um, 
because I don't I don't see what they do to harm us. Like I don't see black men walking around dressed like Tyler Perry. And I think Kevin Hart's funny. I just wanted to know why when people get big, we try to tear him down. So King Cedric replied, King, that hate shit is just deeply embedded in the black folks' DNA. Crabs in a barrel. Can't wait to see you rise and then fall. We've been hating on each other since the slave ships, bruh. You gonna blow up one day, Moody, and watch how they come for you. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably true. Daryl PQ or GQ or Daryl PQ. He says, feel your point. This is about the hatred. Feel your point, but our community has to stop praising foolishness. Men in dresses, bad comedians, and athletes who think they're God, who think they're God, tarnish our greatness as originators and trendsetters. We're the only race in America that gets critiqued for having high standards. Please show me the white male entertainers that have been forced to wear dresses to be famous. There aren't any. They don't contaminate their culture with cross-dressing. Good question and great show. Um, um, who's this? Daryl, you're you're so far off. A gang of white men have worn dresses. You're so far off. I respect I respect where you're coming from, but do your research before you make statements like that, bro. I try to research things before I talk about them. From Robin Williams down to Tim uh, Conway, and um, I forgot that there's a bunch of white men that have worn dresses cut it out if you you i think the Fonz wore a dress in happy days i think um i respect you for that i'm not going to jump on you for that because that's your opinion uh that nobody's contaminating art it's entertainment if you don't like it don't watch it i don't know how many black men have had on dresses in comparison to how many have not um the one thing that i find funny is we don't complain about the stereotypical black male actor that has to be a drug dealer or a woman beater or a fucking unfaithful dog. We don't say anything about that. We t- we're talking about a dress. Um, we're we're going to talk about that down the road. Hey, 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 bro, Daryl, I love you, brother. I'm not going to jump on you for your, your opinion. I'm certainly not going to do that, all right? So um, thanks for that. Fo- Yo, family, thank you for the feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Lamar and his standards are coming up later on in the show because Lamar's earned his own damn segment. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll be back with Jim News right here on the Jeff Is Moody Show. Way to come through for me, fam. I love y'all for that. Appreciate that. You're listening to Jeff Is Moody on Beat Break eighty seven. Family, family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. BeatBreak87FM. I want to once again thank the family for the feedback on the five, uh, on the three favorite TV characters. Although only 22% of you motherfuckers actually followed instruction. <laughs> Yo, Sean, play that dealer, man. It's time for gym news. Now, family, um, we're, I think this is our 27th week, and you guys know that I don't do a lot of politics. I talk about what I think I need to talk about at the time. Um, this is definitely not the Donald Trump show. I, everyone knows I despise that devil, but I don't spend a lot of my show on that because, um, you know, my listeners are a, a very educated, very knowledgeable base. And, and they don't need me to always break down Donald Trump news to them. However, when it's necessary, because I see this disaster, I see 
the bloodshed and I see what's coming, what is looming with this man that they have placed in the White House, you're going to hear more of his name on this show than you'll probably hear on any other Jeff is Moody show. For those of you that are new to the show, let me let you know this is not the Donald Trump show. You do not tune in and I'm spending segment after segment talking about Donald Trump. But with so much relevant news, I'm doing that shit on particular segments today. It is what it is. Generally, the show is popular because I run it the way that I run it. All right. But today there are things that are relevant and I'm going to speak on them. Either we're going to wake the fuck up or we're going to die sleeping. I just wanted to put that out there for the fam. We come here to have fun and talk about life and relationships and get serious, but also laugh, sometimes cry. But but I'm going to stick to where my heart tells me to go. With that being said, as we move into gym news, let me throw on my conspiracy hat for this first bit of gym news. I would like to know why the White House fence uh, project is in such heavy effect right now. There's an article that says the White House fence project obscures tourist view. Tourists aiming for postcard perfect photos of the White House at first couldn't avoid black metal bicycle racks arranged to form an extra security barrier against possible fence jumpers. But visitors now must contend with a tall white wooden barrier that's obscuring prime views of the executive mansion. The barrier recently went up as the National Park Service and the U.S. Secret Service begin a $64 million project to install a 13-foot, 1-inch, that's 4 meters, steel picket fence around the White House, twice as tall as the fence being replaced. I'm putting on my aluminum hat here, folks. Y'all get ready for it. Sean, play that dealer while I go conspiracy. A series of White House security breaches in recent years, including in 2014, when a Texas man got into the building, led officials to conclude it was time for a taller fence. Construction is expected to last through 2021. Hmm. No doubt that there have been breaches at the White House family, um, especially when we had the black president, right? You, you know, when we had Obama, motherfuckers was able not just to breach the fence. They were able to get in the White House. I know that you're saying to yourself, how on earth could anyone manage to get in the White House that wasn't authorized to be there? Well, I would say have a black president. Shit can happen. You know, hey, take it how you take it. Call me loony. But with all the racial and nationwide turmoil that Don Hitler is causing, are they building this fence in advance of something they know is getting ready to happen? I know y'all going to call me a maniac, but I just I'm just asking. I know it sounds loony, but is anything truly loony nowadays? Do they know in advance this guy is going to get reelected and he's going to end up, see, the, the way that he carries things, he's going to end up declaring martial law or there's going to be a civil war for whatever devilish reason. This man, this is evil right here. Yeah, I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I want to just make sure that we're all on the same page as far as not being 
foolish enough to be deceived by certain things that we're seeing. He's definitely going to call. He is going to be the cause of a civil war or some kind of martial law. And are they protecting the White House against that? Because what I want to know is why wouldn't they immediately improve the fence when it came around to 2014 when a man got into the White Yo, somebody got into the White House. That's supposed to be impossible. Why now? Is it in preparation for something? We call a lot of people loony until shit actually happens. I'm just asking. Why now? Moving right along. We're going to stick on this hate thing for a minute. Racist devil bitch, Tommy Lauren. Has she gotten her job for Fox? I haven't been keeping up with her. I know that. Y'all know, if you've never heard of Tommy Lauren, she's an extreme white wing hate monger. She's one of those dingy bras that really doesn't have all her information straight. And she's been auditioning for a Fox News job forever. Uh, She apologizes for tweeting Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. Um, Senator Kamala Harris has been trying to make a push as presidential candidate, but has been receiving backlash from all ends. However, oh, Tommy did make it to Fox, y'all. Fox News show host Tommy Lauren decided to take it a step further by questioning Harris's values. Via Twitter, Lauren said, Kamala, did you fight for ideals or did you sleep your way to the top with Willie Brown? From there, she tweeted an article from USA Today where Willie Brown said he and Harris dated. Lauren tweeted, I didn't make this up. Willie Brown admitted it. The truth hurts. Since then, Lauren has faced significant backlash, which caused her to head back to Twitter to issue a non-sincere apology. So she gets back on Twitter and she apologizes to Kamala Harris. I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't been speaking out loud on a lot of things. I'm not going to give you all my few scope, my, 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 my limited view of Kamala Harris. But I want you all to think that that the white supremacist devil bitch literally tweeted. Do you fight for ideals or are you are you sleeping your way to the top? This is coming uh, from uh, uh, Tommy Lauren, who I'm, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't doubt that she has fucked her way onto Fox News. By the way, isn't Tommy Lauren a fucking thief? What, isn't she a pick? Didn't she get busted for shoplifting or something? Isn't she like a fucking criminal? Pay attention to how the race thing is working. We're headed for something, folks. I'm just telling y'all to stay up and stay alert. I'm going to pick this show to do that. Moving right along. Judge recommends Officer and Eric Garner case should be fired. A New York Police Department judge said on Friday, August 2nd, that Daniel Pantelio, the officer accused of fatally choking Eric Garner in 2014, should be fired. Uh, Pantelio's attorney, Stuart London, said he was obviously disappointed by the judge's recommendation, adding that Pantelio is a strong individual who understands the process. New York uh, City Mayor Bill de Blasio shared his thoughts on the judge's recommendation, stating, Today we finally saw a step towards justice and accountability. We saw a process that was actually fair and impartial, and I hope that this will now bring the Garner family a sense of closure and the beginning of some peace. 
The judge's ruling is preliminary and Pantelio's attorney and attorneys for the Civilian Complaint Review Board will have the opportunity to speak to the judge before it goes to the NYPD Commissioner James O'Neill. Certainly Commissioner James O'Neill is going to protect the officer. Uh, for those of you that forgot, this man choked Eric Garner to death while Eric Garner said 11 times he couldn't breathe. After he killed Eric Garner, he got up and smiled for the camera. This is the officer that knew he killed. He committed murder live. And he's been excused. Yeah, he should be fired. No, he shouldn't work for any other fucking police organization across the country. But you want to know what? If he gets fired out of New York State, there are a bunch of states in America that'll take him. Murdering a black man gets you a, a lot of props nowadays. Family, are y'all sticking to what I'm doing? Are you seeing what I'm doing? Wake up a little bit in case we're sleeping too much. Wake up a little bit in case you're starting to become desensitized to the antics of Donald Trump. You got to understand the man and his handlers are playing chess and we're out here going, oh, that's all we talk about. Oh, ASAP Rocky. Oh, we're the most distracted motherfuckers on the face of the planet. Something is looming that's going to catch you and it's going to burn your fucking ass if you don't wake up. They want to know. They are literally debating if an officer that choked a man to death while he was saying he couldn't breathe and then got up and flashed a smile. They're debating if he should keep a job. Think about that. I'll be back with Dumb Shit News. It's Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. <laughs> Family, we're back. We're back. Hey, 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 young Sean. Hey, man. At 15 years old, welcome to the world, huh? Ain't it something? You you in good hands. You in good hands with your daddy and your mama, and you in good hands with your adopted uncles and aunties and your real family and all that stuff. You're going to be all right, but welcome to the world, young man. It's real. Play that Dilla. Play that Dilla, boy. The world's about to get real. Uh, y'all better go get your permits to carry. Y'all better go to the gun range. Y'all better learn how to physically defend yourself. Y'all better stop fucking around. Or keep fucking around. You'll regret it. Let's do some dumb shit news. Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. I am Jeff is Moody. Y'all know that, right? Family, I'm going to try to do this one without laughing. R. Kelly vows... R. Kelly vows to stay away from minors if released on house arrest. <laughs> what the fuck? R. Kelly's legal team is asking a judge to reconsider revoking his bond as they point out that he's not a flight risk due to his financial struggles. Kelly's attorney, Steve Greenberg, is asking for him to be placed on house arrest, adding that monitoring and limiting Kelly's internet access will make it virtually impossible to contact any witnesses without being caught. 
According to the blast, Kelly has promised to avoid interacting with minors, and Greenberg further explained why the embattled singer wouldn't be a flight risk. He explained, Mr. Kelly presents no risk of flight. He is a lifelong resident of Illinois. Mr. Kelly never missed a single court date from 2002 to 2008 on his previous case. The court did not consider that Mr. Kelly appeared for each and every day of his trial and was present when the jury verdict was read. R. Kelly, let me just tell you something real quick. You have been my favorite artist of since the 90s. Uh, uh, but you're the biggest waste of musical genius in the history of music. You did all of this to yourself to a great degree. Um, you goofy ass bastard, you. You you ruled damn near all of the 90s and, mu- and much of the new millennium as an iconic singer-songwriter and performer who influenced generations of R&B singers, man. And your music is responsible for more babies than broken condoms. <laughs> but look at your silly ass now. What a waste. And while I don't believe you did everything you're being accused of, I do not believe R. Kelly did everything he's being accused of, especially with the grown-ass women, with the legal-age women. I do believe you was fucking with the kids, so you got to fall, bro. It's just the way that it goes, man. But did you really promise the courts you stop fucking with the children if they let you go? <laughs> Nigga. Yo, Judge, Your Honor. I promise I'll stay away from them babies if you just let me go back home and get in my studio. You know, if, if he was a white male, this shit actually uh, might work. Speaking of sexual deviance and race, can anybody explain why Harvey Weinstein is no longer in the news? Isn't that odd? I mean, this guy's a monster, and, and we know he's he, we know Oprah loves her some Harvey Weinstein, right? That's Oprah's homie. But he just disappeared from the spotlight. Isn't that amazing? Can anybody tell me why the president of the United States has completely been excused for his alleged sexual deviancy? Deviancy, huh? Anybody? Do y'all know that Donald Hitler is named in a rape allegation and that's not even news? Anybody knew that? What the fuck happened on my bell? Jeffrey Epstein, who I believe staged being attacked in his cell last week, well, he's going to fade out of the news also. Y'all know that, right? And if R. Kelly is a piece of solid shit, then Epstein is diarrhea. You know what? Drink. I want you to all go drink a fifth of Hennessy, eat a sack of White Castle's double cheeseburgers, and have two burritos. Wait a while. Your stomach is going to start rumbling, and you're going to run to the toilet and release a massive load of wet, liquidy diarrhea. The type that stains the toilet bowl, and you got to clean the toilet bowl when you're done. That's who Jeffrey Epstein is as a human being. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is a loose bowel movement. He's diarrhea. Yet, y'all just watch as they slowly get him out of the news and maybe even out of jail. Now, all of these three men have three things in common. Harvey Weinstein, Don Hitler, and, 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 and Jeffrey Epstein. They're old, famous, rich, and white. Nobody see a coincidence here? Nobody? Oh, my show is not the bash white people show either. It's not. I just, I bash everybody. I bash me sometimes. I just call it how I see it. R. Kelly, you fucking clown. 
You know, I, I never believed all the allegations against you, so I was still jamming certain songs. But when you made that Black Panties album, which when you said Black Panties, I thought that was going to be a return back to 12 play in Chocolate Factory. And when you when you expose yourself as an overly perverted 50-year-old man with a 13-years-old mentality, and it was the pussy, fuck the pussy, own the pussy, live the pussy, da-da-da-da-da, and you just deviated from your musical genius and you want to be a rapper slash you want to be all this stuff instead of an icon. That's when I stop fucking with you. We'll, we'll see what goes on with you, R. Kelly, but you're a clown. You're a clown. It's just my opinion. They said they said R. Kelly is sick them goons on you. Hmm. <laughs> I got goons too, right? Everybody in the industry, you know. All right. Fox's Jason Whitlock compares LeBron James to LeVar Ball. He compares his fame to cocaine. Fox Sports' uh, Jason Whitlock blasted Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James on Monday for turning his son, Bronny James, uh, AAU basketball games into a spectacle and a circus. Young Sean, play that Dilla. Let me do this again. I don't know why this happened when it happens, Young Sean. Play that Dilla, man. Play that Dilla. All right. Hold on, fam. All right, we're back. Thank you, Young Sean. During a segment on Speak for Yourself, Whitlock referred to James as a fame and social media junkie and compared him to LeVar Ball, the father of former Lakers and current New Orleans Pelicans guard Lonzo Ball. Now, is it, it, now let me let me let me talk real quick about Whitlock and LeBron James. As much as I hate to give this piece of shit male mammy ass sellout buck dancing uh, bucket of KFC original recipe chicken eating ass fat ass lard lard ass vegetable oil smoothie shake drinking ass celebrity sports reporter Jason Whitlock any attention I find myself falling into the trap after I heard this greasy, rotund, self-hating, paid to drag his own folks down, uh, uh, puppet-ass nigga go at LeBron James for basically being a great father to his son. I want to say uh, something really quickly about that Jason Whit- what Jason Whitlock said about LeBron. Jason Whitlock... Are you married? No, because you have to pay a woman to marry you. Like, I'm pretty sure that if you get any vagina, it's, it's, it's strictly based off your fame. And you. I'm almost positive you're probably one of those pay for vagina kind of guys. Jason Whitlock, do you have any children? I don't think you know, right? All my ITP family, the brothers Layman, all my sports masters. Does Jason Whitlock have a family? Does he know what it's like to be a father? Do you even know or is he just talking out of the side of his fucking neck? How do you compare LeBron James to LeVar Ball? What, what's similar about them? 
besides they support their son. LeVar Ball, I would say, is a fame junkie because we've seen multiple times that LeVar Ball makes it more about him than his children. Now, do you guys know what Jason Whitlock is talking about? I'm running 15 right here, young Sean. We're going to do 15. He He's talking about, you know, Bronny goes and plays, and Bronny is a prospect, and LeBron enjoys the game. LeBron gets on the layup line and the AAU, and LeBron, you know, LeBron, uh, uh, Bronny, and then Bronny threw a stupid alley to somebody the other week. And Bron rolled on the floor and had a good time, and a crowd cheered and enjoyed. That's what he's talking about. He's telling Bron to go sit his ass down. You don't have kids, motherfucker. What the fuck do you know about being a sports father? You know, Jason, you piece of shit. You know your job is to drag black athletes down. That's what you've done your whole career. No, you haven't done it your whole career. That's how you got on once you realized that's the way to go. And while some may defend you as that being your right to opinion, um, it is. But there's two kind of people here, Jason. It's the people that know what you are and it's the people that don't. I know what you are. You'll sell your soul for a check and a bucket of Popeyes and three milkshakes from McDonald's and four Slim Jims and two Sam's Club-sized packs of pork rinds. (laughs) You fuck, boy. You think LeBron James is is an attention whore? He's he's the... He is the top three best basketball players in the world. He gets attention everywhere he goes. Looks to me like he's a father that really enjoys being around his child. And as far as all of you that were critiquing LeBron James for throwing that, let me tell you how much y'all hate LeBron for no apparent reason. The man gets on the layup line with the kids as he's done a a trillion times and he throws down a monster dunk, right? People are like, oh, he's taking the attention away from the kids. No, he's not. The crowd went crazy. You know what LeBron is? He's a community guy. That doesn't take away from the kids. You know when the kids get their attention? When they start playing basketball. LeBron does that to get the crowd hype, to get them into the game, to have them enjoy. I don't think LeBron James abuses his celebrity. I think he understands the power of his celebrity. We know why coons like Jason Whitlock and we know why white supremacists hate LeBron because he takes a stand and is not afraid to take a stand. He's not afraid of losing sponsors and shit like that. Jason Whitlock, try, try to find a woman drunk enough or desperate enough for money to fuck you first. And have little KFC babies with you first before you talk about what fathers do. You don't have a fucking clue. I don't know if he has kids. I apologize, but I don't think that I don't think his piece of shit ass has kids or a wife. Get in the game first, bitch nigga. Before you talk about fathers, try being one. Clown ass. Last bit of Donald Trump for this show. Jason Whitlock, you clown ass. Donald Trump says the U.S. is close to curing childhood cancer and AIDS. During 
During his visit to Cincinnati on Thursday, Donald Trump told the crowd that the U.S. is close to curing cancer and AIDS. He did it to a rousing round of applause. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. The man is a mentally imbalanced, psychotic, pathological, lying piece of shit who doesn't care about the kids that are dying of cancer and the people that are dying of AIDS. He will lie on them, too. Are, are scientists making hella progression on this stuff? Yeah. Have they announced a cure that, that Donald Trump is? No. He'll say anything. And his fucking base are clap for anything, too. They're dumb. They're the dumbest people in the world. I bet when Donald Trump said that, Jason Whitlock put that KFC down. Yeah, oh my God, Don. Maga, 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 maga. And then he went back to eating his chicken. Ah, <laughs> you fuck boy. By the way, the same guy that said America is going to cure child child cancer not not cancer uh he's <laughs> he's going to cure childhood cancer not adult cancer and aids this is the same man that rolled back protections for patients with the diseases and he ended health benefits for lgbt uh, americans during his presidency the same guy that rolled back protection for people with cancer and AIDS says they're going to cure it. <laughs> That's Jim News. Hey, look, Lamar and his high standards are coming up, folks. The moment you all been waiting for, Mr. Lamar and his high standards. Jason Whitlock, fuck you, you fuck boy. Get some kids and know what it is to be a father before you talk about fathers. Fuck, boy. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Young Sean, you know your job. (laughs) You got one job for this segment, Young Sean. Play that deal. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. If you tuned into last week's show and you are here again, which we thank you. And you heard me read King Lamar's Standards for Dating. This is the moment you've been waiting for. It's time for me to read the replies to Lamar's Just Ask Jeff last week. It's time for me to read Lamar's high standards for the ladies and let you know how the fam felt about it. I'm going to reread Lamar's standards for dating and potentially marriage, I assume. So last week, family, if you didn't know, if you're just tuning in, and this is why On Demand is important. Make sure you go back and you check out episode 26 or whatever the hell episode that was. Last week, a king by the name of Lamar asked me a simple question. The question was, am I wrong? Within that question, uh, oh, well, let, let me just read it for y'all. Y'all ready? Play that Dilla. Last week, Lamar wrote, Am I wrong? He says, I am a good catch. 
single, young go-getter, college grad, South Carolina State, six-figure earner, homeowner, luxury car driver, not that that matters, no student debt, no debt period, besides mortgage and one credit card that's well manageable. And then Lamar went on to show me the numbers of what he's doing, and I told Lamar I do not read people's information on, on, I wouldn't do that on the show. Lamar, you have nothing to prove to motherfuckers. Never put your numbers out there. That's that's nutty. And I didn't read that last week. Lamar says, I'm about to turn 35, have no kids, no drama, no crazy exes, never been to jail. I don't even have a speeding ticket. We always hear women discuss what they expect from a man. It's socially acceptable for women to have the lowest or highest standard when choosing a mate. But what about us? They have a standard. I'm cool with it. But so do I. Here's what I expect. Am I wrong? (laughs) Family, listen up now. I want a red bone sister between 28 and 35 years old, five, five or under, no stomach, pretty teeth, perfect feet, fat ass with a PH. (laughs) I laughed last week. I'm laughing this week because I don't even know if people really use PH with fat. Lamar, you're an old school kind of motherfucker. Real hair, no makeup, no fake anything. Strong, but submissive. Independent, yet needs me. No crazy exes. Absolutely no kids. Has not performed oral on another man. Has not done anal with another man. Has not had unprotected sex with another man, including me, until we get to that level. Surely you have read that a man's DNA stays in a woman for life. So I want a woman who has never been ejaculated in. (laughs) I want her God-fearing, yet respectfully sassy. I want her to be level 10 freaky in bed, but extremely classy in public. She doesn't need all the education in the world, but I need to know she has fiery ambition some sort of higher education and she cannot earn less than 60k a year she needs to be an avid fitness enthusiast know how to cook something other than spaghetti and microwave dinners and even though women often lie about their sex partners i will not accept a woman who has had more than three sex partners let's talk facts this is lamar i'm a catch But is this mode of things wrong? I am world traveled. Dominican Republic, Africa, Europe, Japan. All on leisure. No military, no business. Lamar's trying to tell you ladies he goes across the globe when he wants to chill. I need her to be civilized, mannerly, and sophisticated, get down to earth and around the way. Am I wrong? If I am, 
Why isn't a woman wrong when she has these types of demands? Do I sound silly? If I do, why don't they? This is truly my standard list, if you will, am I wrong? Well, the fam had their opinions on Lamar's standards, and I'm going to read them to you. Now, like I said last week, there were some comments I didn't read because on my show, we want everybody to be raw. We want everybody to say what they want to say. But remember that we are all listening family. When you listen to the Jeffers Moody Show, you're part of a family. Now, you guys could go at each other and do whatever you want to do. But when you get over the top, you know, if you're talking about somebody's mother and and, uh, I'm not going to read that on my show. And I don't give a fuck if you listen or not. I don't care if you listen again or not. It doesn't matter to me. All right. So there were some comments that, you know, it doesn't matter who they came for. There were some comments that were talking about people's mothers and shit like that. I'm not with that. So those won't get read today. All right. We're not operating like that. I don't want fame that much. I don't want it that much to to do that. Lana said, let me get this straight. He wants a level 10 freak in the bed. But the level 10 freak he wants has to have zero experience in fellatio, anal, in any other sort of sexual activity. This man is bizarre. Not that his list is that outer-worldly, it's just that he comes across as somewhat of a smartass who's not really looking for relationships, but using this opportunity to bash women, however, to each his own. Big up Queen Lana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My baby bro Casino said, Big up Casino. Yo, that's that's my bro bro right there. That's my baby bro. You know, he used to have one of the hottest podcasts out. It was called Casino's Corner. Y'all go on Stitcher and, and put in Casino's Corner. This smart guy, man. Yo, that's my guy. That's the, he's not my biological brother, but he might as well be. That's my guy. Uh, my baby bro Casino said, Ring the bell. My baby bro casino said every man is fucking and marrying somebody's sloppy seconds. This is true. Now, the only problem I had with it wasn't a problem. Only issue I had with Lamar. Lamar want a woman that ain't. He want a woman between 28 and 35 years old that hasn't been nutted in. That hasn't had a penis in her mouth. That hasn't done anal. I mean, some of those are are kind of, you know, okay. that, That may... That may be possible. But let's just talk percentages here. It's not possible. Casino also said, also tell Lamar personally that I fucks with his audacity. I like it. However, he needs to understand that women will lie and conform to his ideals, being that he is a boss nigga, just to get that bag. What makes him think she would be truthful? You can't hide babies, nigga, but you can hide pussy mileage and bodies. And you can also hide throat mileage. (laughs) I'm dead. Young Sean, we probably ain't coming back on the next segment. (laughs) 
Y'all don't, y'all don't know casino like I do, but this is so fucking casino-ish right here, man. Throat mileage. Who, who would think of throat mileage? Except for like casino and maybe me, right? Uh, so throat mileage means because uh, uh, Lamar apparently wanted a woman that has never had a penis in her mouth. <laughs> throat mileage. Kelly Bond D said, Thanks, Casino. Thanks for the participation. Thanks for the continuous love, baby brother. I love you, dog. Callie Born D said, I fucks with Lamar. Homie is a troll, but I think his larger point was to point out how ridiculous some standard holders are. Women cannot act like his demands are so outrageous when we sometimes come with the same type of bullshit. Know yourself. Check yourself and check your standards before you get offended at someone else's. On a secondary note, Lamar must be looking for an immaculate conception type virgin broad. Dude is a whole fool for his sexual requirements, but it's his standards. If you don't like it, sisters, it's simple. Don't mess with Lamar. Cali Bondi keeping it 100 as usual. Y'all know that's a female moody right there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Tanya P said, what up, Tanya P? Tanya P said, women have high standards, so why can't men? Shoot. I almost fit Lamar's standards, LOL. No interest, I'm just saying. What did you say in the show, Jeff? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? I'm not mad. That was a great show. They all are great, but you stuck your foot in that one. I am not mad at Mr. Lamar. Conway said, he cool with me, but I'm probably the one that nutted in this girl. (laughs) Ah, Conway. I don't know who you are. Thanks for listening. I wish you was the rapper Conway from Griselda Game. Because I like your music. But, but you're probably not. Yeah, maybe you are. Who knows? Who knows who's listening? <sighs> Kanye said he's Conway said he's cool with me, but I'll probably I'm probably the one that nutted in this girl. <laughs> you might you might be. Okay. Now, fam, my uncle JC had a very knowledgeable reply about Lamar. And I'm kind of paraphrasing, and y'all know I like to be transparent. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I see Uncle JC. Uncle JC, that's my uncle. He's family. I love him. I love my Auntie Paulette. I love those guys to death. And I see them uh, three, two or three times a week. So he didn't he didn't write in or anything like that. I saw him and we were talking about the show. He supports the show. Um, he's 60 plus. You wouldn't be able to tell it by the way he can run your ass around a racquetball court. But he that's why I said this show is a demographic buster. Here's what Uncle J, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing because we, I literally called him and said, what did you say about the show? And he told me and I paraphrased it and made sure it was all right with him. So um, Uncle JC said, he said that Lamar had some realistic and unrealistic parameters. If he was looking for a woman 20 to 25, he might find her because of various reasons like abstinence, etc. But the older the woman, the less the likelihood of finding that sexually inexperienced woman. His salary requirements wasn't that off in the opinion of Uncle JC, but him only wanting a red bone, as is quoted, 
deprives him of a whole lot of viable options and he is potentially cheating himself of finding a true mate and that's one of the realest comments period thank you uncle jc thanks for your support too cedric said all hail lamar nigga kept it a honey who can hate lisa said that fool is out of his whole mind first of all how does he look a man that judgmental better be idris mixed with kobe men have to <laughs> lisa you're killing yourself here men have to stop trying to one up women and just be men why is he trying his hardest to have feminine standards? Dummy. He'll be single for a long time. Lisa, you're killing yourself. You sound mad. I don't know if Lamar will be single for a long time. This, 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 you, family, do y'all see why this needed its own segment now? This is going to carry in the next week, I guarantee y'all. Mrs. Moody, my queen, said, and I'm paraphrasing her, although me and her are in the same space right now, but she's on a business call, and I'm doing the show. So, my wife said that she's cool with Lamar as long as he lives up to his own standards. As long as he's not putting standards out there that he himself can't meet. That was her words in a nutshell. Kim said, what's his social media? Face pics and dick pics, please. I'm betting you he's a fat slob or a troll boy bye. Kim, you just jumped in the Lisa wagon right there. I want I wanna I wanna know why that's your take on things. And I wanna know do you have standards, Kim? Hmm. Tia says, there's not one woman who should be mad at this man. He's doing what we do. I think that's his point. L-M-A-O. Easy said, all the women between the age of 28 and 35 who haven't sucked the dick, had anal, or been ejaculated in, throw your hands in the air. <laughs> Yo, you between. <laughs> yeah, Sean, play that dealer. Yeah, Sean, cover your hands and play that dealer, boy. Young Sean, didn't I tell you to uh, do this show with earmuffs on? Cover your ears and play that dealer, man. <laughs> All the women between 25 and 28 and 35, if you ain't suck a dick, had anal, or been ejaculated, throw your hands in the air. Easy goes on to say, fuck out of here. This dude wants to date Jesus' mom. Oh, damn. I'm cool with the rest of his list, though. Props to my big homie Moody for having the hottest show out here. Yo, thank you, Easy. <laughs> so, family, that was Lamar. And let me tell you, we, I, yo, we 17 minutes in on one guy's, on one guy's, uh, uh, whatever. That's why y'all need to hit me up, man. 678-386-5331. I get your shit on the air, and we'll talk about it. I'm running over all over this show I'm running over. That was the responses to Lamar, man. With that being said, I'm going to come back really quickly and tell you guys about some dumbass relationship rules just based off Lamar's standards and all of the standards that go back and forth. All right. You're listening to the, you're listening to the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, BeatBreak87FM, uh, uh, Reach One Communication Network. Let me tell you something, man. We uh, This show does well because it's authentic and yo, y'all love me. 
and you have no idea how much I love y'all back, man. We'll be right back. I'm going to talk about dumb, uh, dumbass relationship rules, all right, such as standards and uh, things like that. <laughs> if you're 28, if you're between 28 and 35 and haven't sucked a dick, had anal, or been ejaculated in, <laughs> throw your hands in there. <laughs> you're listening to Jeff is Moody. On is Beat Moody. Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Family, young Sean is okay. He's all right. He's all right, man. He's, it's the industry he's in. He's all right. Everything is all right. You know, you know, based off the last segment, um, I just wanted to run something by y'all super quick. Um, it's, it's the ridiculousness of what a lot of daters how you complicate dating or courting or or this or that. See, you know, Lamar, there's one thing that I appreciate about him. Is he trolling? I, I'm not sure. Is that his actual list? I'm not sure. In either event, in any event, uh, what it is for us, it's really something to think about. Because I was really rolling with him um, up until he got to the point of, you know, he wants a woman that when he got to the sex stuff that I mean, between 28 and 35 years old, that's when everything got a little shaky for me because I was like, oh, well, you have a low percentage of finding a woman like that. And it's kind of funny because when you think about it, if we keep if we think about it enough, if we say it enough, we it's kind of like you're vilifying or you're putting a garbage label on women that have simply had sex. Should you go around sucking every man you meet off? No. Should you go around giving up your butthole? No. Mo- a lot of women are not even into that. Although there's a study that says more and more people are doing anal, by the way. we talk about that some other show. Should you go around letting everybody ejaculating you? No. But the point is... When we mention that with women, men act like women can't be freaks before them or they can't do certain things before them. And by the way, fellas, the woman that's not good enough for you because that's happened to her, it's happened to her by a man. So we don't we don't hold each other in the same. We should hold each other in the same regard. So I just wanted to say something really quickly, fam. It's the rules that people, when I dated, my criteria, I had mine, you have yours. If you was a smoker, I wasn't with it. I feel Lamar. I didn't I didn't so much like women with fake hair, but I'm 49 years old. I came up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, man. I didn't meet a lot. Of, I didn't dip. I just, just not what I meant. I didn't like a woman that couldn't hold the liquor. I didn't like a woman that got violent when she had a disagreement with you. I wanted a freak, but I never thought of a freak that another man hasn't freaked out. You know what I'm saying? So this this is something I want to say to y'all really quickly. If you're out there dating and if you're a person of these standards, it's you don't understand. You may feel great about yourself at the end of the day. You may look at the mirror in the mirror and say, oh, I told them. You may do all of that, but a lot of you women, you're out here married to your college degrees and your salary. 
and nothing else. You're out here dating your degrees and your salary. And if that works for you, that's fine. A lot of you men are out here dating someone equal to your ego. You're dating a woman that's probably lying to you to make you feel better than you than you really feel in real life because you have low self-esteem. You want a woman, you're dating women that's telling you that your little five-inch dick is eight inches or nine. You guys have dating standard and criteria that at the end of the day, it's going to, I know people that have been single and don't want to be single for decades. And, and, and we don't vilify single people because being single is awesome. I know happy single people. I know unhappily single people. I know happily married people. I know unhappily married people. The rules you make. If a man loves you, if a man would jump in front of a fucking bullet for you, if a man is out here busting his ass to be the best he can be, you're going to turn him away because you make six figures and, and he makes $35,000 a year? That's, that's what y'all working with? Well, then roll up your college degree, put a condom on it, and bang yourself out with it. If a woman is out here and she's everything you've ever looked for, and I'm going to keep it on it with y'all. Fuck if you like it or not. If a woman is out here and she's, she's the best thing for you, but she got fake hair, that's it? It's over? She don't have a fat ass, it's over? She's not a red bone, it's over? So a chocolate mocha sister is the best woman for you, but she's not red bone. And she's in school and not earning yet. That's it? Yes, come on. You motherfuckers are single because y'all are, you know what you are? You falling in love with being angry and miserable. You falling in love with it. And you walk around here with your chest and your titties out. I don't mean literally. You walk around puffing your shit out. Because you think that your professional and academic career or lifestyle, you think that means something to somebody that's looking for love. When I got married, I was looking for love. I would have dated a girl that worked at fucking Waffle House if she was the one for me, as long as she had ambition. Grow up! Grow up! stay single unhappily choice is yours we'll be right back with the world's most trifling people right here on the Jefferson Moody show on beat break 87 fm beat break radio fm.com grow up you're listening to jeff is moody on beat break 87 Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com, Beat Break 87 FM. Family, it's time for the world's most trifling people award. I do want to let all of you know that are used and you guys are, you know, you, you've been listening and supporting and you understand what the world's most trifling people award is really all about. Uh, let me explain it to my new listeners and let me make a statement here really quickly. This week, um, because at the last minute, you know, I just... You know, my my heart is really with all of these victims and families from El Paso, um, from Dayton. Um, I think there were some, I think some people got shot in California. I think some people got shot in Chicago. Uh, we don't need to be waiting 
for for news to be national and we need to feel sympathy for people um i know i'm raw i i know i know i'm over the top at times and i know that i'm very abrasive but what you guys need to understand is that you know at i think i had explained this last week at the root of me is someone who cares is uh, someone from a a, a really muddied background and stuff and I learned how to care and I learned how to embrace humanity and things like that and when I do the world's most trifling it would appear to those that don't know me that don't know the show that don't listen they would say wow he's he's making fun of misery I'm doing anything but that you know I, I've explained it several times I don't mind doing it again I don't report on people's miseries to mock them or um, to entertain you. I've just found that we are such a sleepwalking society. I've just found that we are such a desensitized people that we have forgotten that outside of what the, the, the shows on TV are not real. Not even the reality shows. The reality shows are scripted. We have a reality TV star in the Oval Office. Everything I do has a has a purpose to it. Um, the world's most trifling is to remind you, stay alert. Care. Give a damn. You know, these people from El Paso and these people in Dayton and all over the country where there was gun violence. A lot of them woke up in the morning and they went about their regular lives and they, you know, they were going about their business and they're not here anymore. And the families are left to, to grieve. Can you imagine who's grieving right now? Because the dead, the dead know nothing. Once you are deceased, you know nothing. You can't see the tears. You can't feel the pain. You don't know about the funeral arrangements. You don't know about the agony. You don't know about anything. Once you're gone. I don't do the world's most trifling to mock people or tease people. I do it to tell you to to stay aware that things are going on in the world. And we're allowing them to. I think that's important. With me finding out about what went on over the weekend it kind of took the steam out of my world's most trifling and i i wanted to just go light and even the light stuff is is not light because trifling is 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 what it is it's trifling next week undoubtedly uh the world's most trifling to be these mass shooters these domestic terrorists we have a president that's trying to turn Muslims and Mexicans into terrorists when the, the biggest threat to Americans are white male domestic terrorists. If you don't believe me, debate me. So I got a little discombobulated as I started reformatting the world's most trifling and I decided to go light And then I was looking at these things and I was like, wow, this is lighter than usual. But
But we gotta we get we have a show to do. So young Sean, play that Dilla. Let's do what we do. Family, as you all know, trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crock pot of trifling. From all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every other week and sometimes weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings. I will choose a winner at the end, and that winner will go on to face the defending weekly champ or champs. And the grand champ of trifling will be announced at the end of the Jeff is Moody Show season this year. This week's contestants, they face last week's scumbag winners and returning champs. And those were the three students from Mississippi. Uh, where did they go? They, they were from Ole Miss. Who decided that it would be great to share an Instagram photo of them posted in front of a sign commemorating the murder of the 14-year-old Emmett Till, who was killed in 1955, brutally. The photo, which was obtained by the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting in ProPublica, shows an Ole Miss student named Ben LeClerc holding a shotgun while standing in front of the bullet-pocketed sign. You know, somebody drove by the Emmett Till sign and just shot it up. Hey, America, how you doing? You love so much. So much love here. His Kappa Alpha fraternity brother, John Lowe, squats below the sign, and a third fraternity member stands on the other side with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. The photo appears to have been taken at night, the scene illuminated by the lights from a vehicle, according to that. These are no doubt MAGA people. Emmett Till is one of the most brutal murders of a child. I think he was 14 or 15, right? They, they did him bad. Can you imagine how he screamed and, you know. They won last week. They'll win this week, too. I'll tell you guys all in advance. Anyways, I tried to keep it light this week. Um, contestant number one is a pilot that got removed from a fully boarded plane on suspicion of being intoxicated. A Delta pilot was taken off a fully boarded plane on Tuesday morning at the Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport and arrested on suspicion of being under the influence of alcohol. Authorities found a container of alcohol in Schroeder's pack. He's somebody Schroeder. His last name Schroeder. In his possession once he was taken into custody, there are no formal charges against Schroeder at this time, and any formal complaint is pending as investigators await toxicology results. You know, we get on these planes so much, and you undoubtedly, you have flown on a plane with a drunk-as-fuck pilot. And somebody will go, well, driving tipsy for a pilot is like driving a car for, yeah, but the average car doesn't have 200-plus people on the plane or 100-plus or 50 or whatever. He's the first contestant on the world's most trifling. Family, contestant number two, I usually don't double dip like this, and I know I spazzed out on that coon boy, Jason Whitlock, already in this show, but he's contestant number two this week for going at LeBron James for being a father, even though Jason Whitlock, to my knowledge, doesn't have kids and doesn't know anything about being a father. And judging from his fucking KFC, Popeye's, uh, uh, three Domino's, pies eating ass, doesn't really know that much about being an athlete. He's contestant number two. 
But this week, the returning winner is going to be the three students from Ole Miss who posed in front of Emmett Till. Emmett Till's. Because hatred is taking us all. A coon like Jason Whitlock and a drunken pilot who can kill hundreds of people. Not only the people on a plane, but the people that that die when the plane hits the ground. They still don't compare to this now acceptable form of hatred. So the returning champs are still the champs. The three students from Ole Miss who posed in front of an Emmett Till Memorial, a young teenage black male that was tortured and murdered. They posed in front of it as a joke with it, with, with guns. I don't know, folks. Sometimes I don't find this to be all that entertaining. Be right back with the opposite of Troy. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Young Sean, I got to tell you something, man. Sometimes I think if it wasn't for this deal, I probably wouldn't make it through the show. I know I said earlier we can we can record naked. I obviously. But thank God for good music, man. It, it, it kind of, you know, it gets you through. I think it's time for the opposite of trifling. Family, <clears throat> it's true. The world is full of trifling people, but let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have the people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the opposite of trifling. Because I'm going to tell you, some days when you do the world's most trifling, it take you down such a goddamn dark rabbit hole. You get to come back up with the opposite of trifling. I got one thing for opposite of trifling today. Do you guys know two architects uh, built seesaws that allow children from the U.S. and Mexico to play across the border? Let, hear me out if you haven't heard this. Custom-built seesaws called the Teeter-Totter Wall have been installed in Sunland Park, New Mexico, so that children who are separated by the border fence can still play with each other. Hmm. There is a fundamental meanness around the concept of a wall, one of the designers explained. It is very mean to want to keep children from playing. This article goes on to say as Trump's 2020 re-election campaign nears and the build the wall rhetoric echoed by his supporters begins anew, a viral Instagram video of children playing on a seesaw positioned between the U.S.-Mexico border sent a strong message in favor of connection and unification. The project was designed by professors Ronald Rail who teaches architecture and Virginia San Fantello, who teaches interior design, co-founders of the Oakland, California-based studio, Rail San Fratello. 
<laughs> wow. The installation is part of the teeter-totter wall, which originated from a 2009 project called WPA 2.0 that call for designers to reimagine infrastructure in public work projects. A throwback to the 1930s era Works Progress Administration that employed artists during the Depression. This project began about 10 years ago. Shortly after, I'm going to read the whole damn thing. Shortly after Congress passed the Secure Fence Act, which funded the construction of hundreds of miles of fencing along the Mexican border. It was then that Rail and Fratello became interested in the implications of the wall and the impact it might yield for people on both sides of the border. So the idea for the installation stemmed from the initial question, what kinds of consequences take place when we separate people, both now and later? This is what Rail tells Rolling Stone. As an example, he cited an instance in which a border wall separated Nogales, Mexico, and Nogales. What is this? Separate Nogales, Mexico, Mexico and Nogales, Arizona. Oh, and Arizona acted as a dam following heavy rainfall causing nearly six feet of water to build up, leading to millions of dollars of property damage and the drowning deaths of two people. The fact that the teeter-totter is built on the principle of equilibrium, one person goes up, causing the other to go down, made the idea vehicle to communicate the message that the actions on one side have direct consequences on the other. Are you guys listening to this? Since he initially posted his Instagram video of the seesaw, Rael says he's gotten almost uniformly positive feedback. He's seen very little negative commentary from border control hawks on the far right, which he says doesn't surprise him. There is a fundamental meanness around the concept of a wall, and it is very mean to want to keep children from playing, he says. <laughs> I said it in the beginning of this, folks. I'm happy to say it again. I do wonder if that's why we've gotten very little criticism for the project. You know, as hateful as America is, as hateful as the world is, family, can you imagine two architects, two builders and designers that get together and they build a seesaw through a fence that children can play they maybe they can't reach out and touch or maybe they can i don't know but they can imagine this world that we're not so caught up in yeah family ultimately it, it, at points in times of today's show it's been about my feelings it's been about my emotions you've never heard the name trump this much on my show you might hear it again who knows i'm gonna do what i want but damn this is so opposite or trifling two people so beautifully hearted that and you you know who's you know who's even more beautiful than these two people it's the parents that brung their children down to to seesaw teeter-totter as they call it with the children from across the border because one goes up and the other goes down as they said 
platform of equilibrium. We can't have equality when when we can't have equality when 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 the president of the free world is saying that one country only gives you rapists and, and murderers. And as mass shootings go on and as all these things go on, family, I'm going to tell you, there's still hope. Now, what will the U.S. government do? I don't know. The U.S. government, knowing Donald Trump, he's going to get pissed about this. Usually I don't call him Trump. I'm just doing this for those of you that wouldn't understand if I said Trump or Hitler or Satan or anything like that. All right. Uh, He's probably going to destroy the seesaw on the American side. But for now, this is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever heard. American people that are showing the world we won't stand for separation and hateful division. Hey, family, they built a seesaw through the through the fence. And the kids got to know each other and play and laugh as children should be able to do. Everybody involved in that particular project, let me tell you something. Because of you doing this show, I can smile. And you are anything but trifling. Indeed, you are the polar opposite of trifling. Family, do yourselves a favor if you want to smile. Google Seesaw on the border. In a hateful world, that's the opposite of trifling. We'll be right back with the FB Post of the Week on the Jeff is Moody Show. God bless those people, man. Oh, Lord, Lord. Play that deal, young Sean. Woo. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Be sure to check us out all over the place, family. BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Use your free BeatBreak87 FM app, especially for my Apple iOS, uh, iOS users. Um, as far as my Android family, of course, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And check us out on TuneIn. You guys will be able to enjoy the show immaculately from TuneIn. Also, to catch my previous episodes, whether you're a member of the existing fam, the pre-existing family, or whether you're new here this week and you're like, I like this guy. I want to hear what he's done before this. Just go to Spotify and type in The Jeff is Moody Show. Go to Spotify, type in The Jeff is Moody Show, and you can catch these previous episodes. Family, let's do the FB post of the week. Um, This is from the Network Inc. And it, this is literally probably my top four favorite groups on FB. Because they're grown and they're sexy. You know, they have disagreements and all that stuff. But they keep it grown and sexy. And that's what all this should be about. And so someone uh, posted, I believe you, an adult, needs to know how to cut off an ex. And you need to know how to close a chapter. I feel that you cannot move forward until you close those chapters. Am I wrong for this ideology? Now, so what this person is asking us, fam, is 
Are they wrong for thinking that you can't move forward and be happy and proceed with another relationship until you completely eliminate the ex that your ex? I don't know how you feel about it. I kind of disagree with that. I think that that's a, you know, when you speak of being an adult and you need to cut off an ex and knowing how to close the chapter. Well, I, you know, I'm from a different kind of school. I don't have bitter relationships with a lot of my exes, and I've been married almost 25 years. Now, I don't particularly keep up with my exes. That's because we just fell out of communication. But I wish them well. Um, I wish them health. I'm not particularly mad at them. I've only had about three serious uh, people in my life before I met my wife. You know, one one person did me kind of dirty. I'm not even mad at her. That was d- damn near two decades and change ago. I don't hold on to stuff like that. The other one is my homie. We just fell out of touch and lost communication with each other. You know, I'm one of those people that believe I I'm not so immature, and and I'm and I don't mean to call this poster immature. I'm not really into that hate your ex eliminate your ex forget about your ex they never existed because if you don't do that you can't move forward you know what believe it or not folks sometimes people break up in an amicable fashion everybody doesn't break up kicking and screaming everybody doesn't break up bleaching clothes and cutting furniture sometimes people are adult enough to go this is just not working I love you I wish you the best but this is not for me So I know a lot of people that are happily married and happily dating and they keep up with their exes. They're not fucking them. They're they're not, you know, there's nothing unscrupulous going on. They, They just are friends. That's why you shouldn't date people that you don't have a friendship with. You guys enter into these relationships with with dick pics. You know what people do nowadays? Women actually get in relationships with men over dick pics. Think of how pathetic that is. And men have always been dating women based off the the size of their asses or how curly their hair is. We've been pathetic. We've been retarded when it comes to dating, right? The only ex I think you need to totally excommunicate and, and forget about and get it out of your system is the one that did you super dirty, the one that hurt you, especially physically, or the one that did you so mentally and spiritually bad that it's going to damage you to continue to try to move forward with this person on your conscience. But I just want us to grow up a little bit. There's been a couple of themes with me today. I focused on how America can't heal if the leader of America is a hate monger, I focused on relationships and maturity. I focus on unity. You, you know, just every, every ex is not the devil. Stop letting hurt, bitter, angry people be your guide through relationships, people. Listen, an adult person does need to know how to cut off an ex and know how to close a chapter. But closing a chapter doesn't really mean cutting off an ex. That's where, the you know... Closing the chapter means that your time with that person is done. It doesn't mean you can't be friends. 
it doesn't mean you can't be mature enough to to say hi to each other and and check on the kids and if they get married be happy for them and 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 they may they may call on you sometime for an encouraging word i just think that we're so immature in relationships we've forgotten about that every breakup is not hell and fire in brimstone all right family how do you feel about that once again, if you want to hit me up at 678-386-5331, uh, the FB post of the week is, I believe you as an adult needs to know how to cut off an X and know how to close a chapter. I feel you can't move forward until you close those chapters. Am I wrong for this ideology? All right. All right, fam. That was the Jeffers Moody Show. I hope you enjoyed the show, but make, for, make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget, you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is my madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm gonna talk my shit. Fam, the classic podcast throwback is up next, followed by the ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Naturell. I love you all, I appreciate you all, and thanks for letting me be me. See y'all next week with another hot one. Young Sean, thank you, sir. Thank you for all your work, young man. It's almost time for your ass to go back to school, too. I'm going to have to get these shows to you a little earlier, bruh. Thank you for keeping my bounce steady today, as you always do. You know I love that Dilla. Good job, youngin. I love you, nephew. Thank you. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey, bruh. We got another one. Classic Podcast and the ATL Traffic Mix is up next. Bless the souls of everyone that loses their life to violence in this country and out of this country. Lord knows we need a solution. See y'all next week. Hello. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.